welcome to another episode of Adding Up the Podcast. I'm your host, Serena Ryan. This is episode 86, Being a Force for Good Budgeting. What a week and an opportunity as always, as I share my money challenges and my determination to do better with what I have. I always find it hard, no matter how many episodes I do, and we're at episode 86, I am a reform spender and doing better with what I have is not always easy when my natural instinct is to always want to spend money. Despite that natural instinct being there, I am always in a state of resisting and seeing what my alternatives are. And that's an interesting point. I always viewed budgeting as this thing that had to be done as a spreadsheet and counting every single dollar and cent. That almost puts the fear of everything into me because I really struggle with that. I like having freedom and hmm, even as I say that, the irony of freedom is is not having any money troubles. So if I don't look after the money I have, then I don't get the freedom I want. Before I get into talking in a bit more detail about this week's episode, I want to share my three highlights of the week. My best saving, my best learning and money bravery. My best saving this week, going to the clearance rack at Best and Less. We're coming into the festive season here in Australia. and I think that's pretty common for most parts of the world. With the festive season, and I've got two bean sprouts for kids who are, geez, nine and ten now. I need to get new clothes for them. And going and checking out the clearance rack when I go into clothing stores that I use for the kids. Now, I tend to go to budget clothing stores of Best and Less, Kmart, Target. And the main reason being is... When they're growing so rapidly, they don't stay in clothes long enough for me to spend lots of money on their clothes. And I take it a step further and I go to the clearance rack. And my excitement and my success this week is finding on the clearance rack two shirts in their sizes on clearance. I emphasize that because in a past life, for me, pre-being budget aware and doing the adding up podcast, I would see clearance racks as an opportunity to stock up on the things I needed just in case or buy things that weren't necessarily their size and saying they were good enough. That would mean the kids were in clothes that could be theirs for more than three years. And the crazy thing that would happen is the clothes wouldn't fit them very well and they would wear out before they could actually fit them properly. I never saw the value in only buying the clothes on clearance that actually fit them until now because I see the value in actually keeping the money in my pocket unless I really need it. So two shirts $10 each instead of $25 each and they're the right sizes and they are going to be their photos that they will get their Christmas photos in and they're also going to wear to a couple of Christmas parties and festive end of year parties as well. So I'm pretty excited about that. 
my best learning is if you've listened to the episodes hmm, i'm going to say 83 and 84 you will know i've put a new token system for rewards in place for my kids and the exciting learning this week is it is working i had a case where my kids are restricted on their time on devices and we have some parental controls in place to stop their access as well and we even have a lockup box to put the devices in all these measures in place and i could hear my son in the other room from where i was at the time on a device tapping away outside of the standard hours that we would allow on devices went into the room and he tried to hide the fact he had been on a device when i confronted him he told me he couldn't get on it to play it because he was in the settings checking the settings because he couldn't access the internet i let him know that because he had spent time trying to access the settings to basically turn off the parental controls it was still counted as being device time now our token system means for a chore they will earn one token and that token can be redeemed for 10 minutes on a device or $1 in cash. Initially, I panicked about putting this system in place because we thought there would be a lot of money exchanging hands. Turns out device time is more valuable than money in this house and we're using it as currency. And in this case, he gave me a token for the time he used sitting there doing something he really shouldn't have been doing on a device. And the interesting thing was, as soon as he did that, he disappeared and got his chores done. So much so that he ended up earning three tokens back by doing chores. Major win for me and realizing sometimes currency is not dollars. It can also be time doing what you want to do. My money bravery this week. always a challenge and I would say that is exactly it talking about money despite having 86 episodes now of this podcast and talking about my money challenges weekly I still find it a challenge to talk about money and my money bravery this week has been having some hard conversations about it. It's easy to not, is my point. Money bravery can be working out a payment arrangement for a bill. It can be talking with people about how much their services are and negotiating and seeing if that's even a possibility for negotiation. All of these things have come up for me in this past week and I'm highlighting it as my money bravery because if you're someone who is struggling with money, being able to have the hard conversations and the ones that may make you feel uncomfortable are some of the most important conversations you can be having to free yourself up because you don't know what the answers will be unless you have the conversations. Getting into this week's episode, being a force for good budgeting. This topic has come up for me and one I want to be an entire episode really of this podcast because I see that we all have different views on what a good budgeter is and I never used to be someone who wears glasses so if you're watching this video you'll see me wearing glasses and I feel a bit nerdy and 
I wear the nude badge with pride because I do like to read and be a bookworm and all those things that will constitute being a bit of a nerd. Now, I always had this vision of a good budgeter as someone who had, you know, the little pocket notebook and the pen and paper and were great at spreadsheets and wore glasses yeah, and a bit nerdy. And ironically, I identify as a nerd, but when it came to numbers and budgeting, it's not something that has come easily to me. And that fear of confronting numbers has put me in a place of avoiding them and putting me into a bit of a dead hole that I've had to get myself out of. Not tracking is a downfall. Instead of tracking, which is the only way I originally viewed budgeting, I want to share about how I've become a better budgeter by being proactive instead of reactive. I started to see the reactive was, oh, if I'm going to spend the money, I have to document it. But what if you are in a state of being proactive with what you're doing? And being proactive with my money has meant that I've made it easier. And that's the thing. I want to focus on the proactivity of being a good budgeter. I want to be a force for good budgeting. I have recently started a YouTube channel that shares my tips for those who are business owners who listen to this podcast, but also those who want to do better with their money in personal budgeting as well. And those videos have come from seeing how the synergies of paying more attention to my numbers in business and helping business owners be better with their numbers, how important that is for life as well. Because whether you run your own business or not, I see that when we pay attention to numbers as something that are the drivers of choice, that enables us to have what we want in business and life. And that can sound a little cliche, I know, as I hear it myself. But the fact is, finding a better way that will enable us to have choice without earning more to spend more gives us a better opportunity of getting what we want. Now, there's a video that's obviously resonated really well on my YouTube channel about the cashless envelope system. And I've also mentioned it a few times in this podcast about how I've used the envelope system effectively at certain points in my life. A rare fact I don't always talk about a lot, but it does feature in episode 20 of this podcast, and that is at the age of 20, I bought my first home. That was largely attributed to the fact that I use the envelope system and that is actually a proactive way to be budgeting considering what you're going to be spending your money on and then allocating the money so you have the money there ready to go means I'm not doing what I would call the traditional budgeting the traditional budgeting or counting out the dollars and cents of what has been spent I want to stay on the positive proactive side of making sure I've got the money there that does mean I have to sit down and think about what I need the money for and allocate it appropriately. So the proactivity is 
thinking into the future, the visualization, and then the actualization of having the money there ready to spend and getting into that visualization of the future I want and using the available funds that I have to get it has kept me in a state of living under my means. Now I did that successfully to buy my first home at the age of 20, which is amazing. And if you want more information on that, go ahead and listen to episode 20. But if you want to think about how I'm applying that now in my 40s, is I've made it cashless. And that's where I've done a YouTube video about it and the value of how that is applied in my life now. And the beauty of applying it now as a cashless envelope system of doing it all electronically is that in the last four years, I've cleared my credit card debt. When I first started this podcast and my clearing out of my debt, I had three maxed out credit cards. I was making minimum payments on all my loans that I had, and I had a few. And no one knew because I was surviving and I hadn't been made bankrupt, so no one saw it. It was all hidden. And I could continue that path of not sharing. But I feel like that was missing an opportunity to help others see that debt is something that you shouldn't be ashamed of. And it should be something that you can talk about and remove the shame, remove the isolation and focus on the positive, proactive way. Be a force for good, better budgeting. And I want you to see that these resources I've created are to learn from my money challenges in this podcast, YouTube channel, and well, give you that opportunity to see in previous episodes as well. I've made some shocking mistakes, but it'd be nice if I'm not the only one learning from them as well. Proactive with this cashless envelope system is a place I love. And if you struggle with the traditional budgeting ways of trying to count the dollars and cents and have a spreadsheet, then I encourage you to check it out and see if it's something that could work for you. Is it the only way? No. And if you're not sure, it's really important you get professional advice and talk to your accountant or bookkeeper or financial advisor. Get their opinion on it as well. I've always found the biggest challenge is I didn't know the right questions to ask those professionals, so they weren't equipped with what it was to give me the best answers because I wasn't giving them all the information of what I needed to know. Being able to fulfill my debts and those obligations meant that they were fulfilling their jobs, but that doesn't mean that I was getting the life I wanted in the process. And that is why I've got all these resources available now, because we shouldn't just be working to pay the bills. We should be working to have the life we want. Have an awesome week. And as always, if you've got any questions, things you're curious about or would like to share with me, use the link in the show notes to get in contact.